Hello and welcome to Scales Meet the Business. I'm your host, I'm Henry Stevens. Everybody, welcome. Today, we're going to talk to Jess Barnett from TDK Confectory. Jess, how are you? Really good, thanks, Henry. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. All the best for chatting to you. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having us. Excellent. So, Jess, let's start off this conversation. Tell me tell me a bit about yourself and your background. Um, so, my name is Jess and I'm one of the owners at TTK Confectionery along with um, my brother-in-law, Tom, and my husband, Martin. Um, my background is in sales and marketing um, and Martin's background was in uh, buying uh, for large retailers. Um, so, um, after we had our son, we decided to start uh, TTK Confectionery and combine our two skill sets uh, and bring our brother-in-law on board as well. Um, Martin has a background in confectionery, his family having had a sweet factory in Nottingham since the 1890s, so it all seemed to um, come together really, um, using our contacts in the confectionery world, also our skills that we obtained in um, retail and, and marketing as well. So um, that's kind of how we got started really. Awesome. So, you know, what sparked the idea to begin your company? Confectionery's got a bit of a reputation, some, or it, it perhaps previously had, as being a bit traditional. So you kind of have that image of a traditional sweet shop with all the glass jars, which is lovely and evokes lots of memories and nostalgia for people. But we wanted to kind of take the best bits of that and bring it into the modern age. So use trending prints, packaging, flavours, um, to kind of uh, encourage confectionery to sit along other gifting uh, categories like um, cosmetics and stationery, things like that, so that it could really hold its own in amongst sort of high-end retailers um, and department stores. Yes, yeah, so tell me, you know, that that's really, really great. So, you know, just going on from that, if I may, tell me, more about the opening you found in the you know in the area of your market where was that way in you found more in detail well we did a lot of research looking at um, the kind of things that were already out there in terms of confectionery um, and where confectionery was being sold um, and we just felt that um, to add another layer of interest to make it more of a giftable option um, rather than just a sort of pick up treat um, it really needed to um, take a step up in terms of what packaging was used um, what kind of flavors were being used so we sort of spotted a, a gap there for us to use our design capabilities mm. to create something that looked beautiful and tasted amazing so you know I've got to ask this question as well Jess to say in in your opinion what makes your company different from everybody else I like to think that we um, offer a certain extra level solving our buyers in the design process. So a lot of um, perhaps our competitors have uh, outsourced their design, whereas everything with us is in-house. In we have our own design team built up of graduates from Nottingham Trent University who've kind of grown up within the business. So they really have a passion for what we do and what we're trying to achieve. Um, and I think buyers see that and recognise that and enjoy being a 
part of that creative process. We bring them into our facility, or we, we do it on Zoom these days, um, and, and really get them involved, choosing the flavours they want, choosing the packaging options they want, and really putting that all together as a, as a range for them. Absolutely. And tell me, you know, a lot of people, when they're coming up with their business, obviously come up with the idea and, you know, obviously brand. And obviously one thing everyone talks about a lot is the name of the company. So how did you create the name for your company? Well, TTK stands for the Treat Kitchen, which was um, the original idea of treating yourself because people... Um, often used to say to us when we were first starting out oh sweets are bad for you you shouldn't have too many sweets but in our minds that everybody deserves a treat and um it also allowed us to not just stick with uh, sweets we could go into fudge biscuits gingerbread um and so it allowed us to kind of really widen the scope um uh, rather than just stick to to sweets I want to talk about imagery and company identity now, if I may swerve the conversation on to that, Jess. Um, you know, there's many different ways to approach this. A lot of people sometimes, they, um, you know, they have an initial idea and they run it all the way through or they're developing that and they realize, actually, if we move in this direction, this could be a lot better. I mean, um, did you find one way was better than the other? I mean, did you change direction or did you keep with the original concept? We started out looking at being a retailer ourselves um, and creating um, sort of a high street presence, but we found that that was quite stifling in terms of creativity because we had to wait for a range to sell through before we could look at designing new ranges. Um, and also it was quite um, uh, constrictive in terms of uh, bulk ordering and things like that so we won't be able to get the best prices for our packaging and our stock so we uh, converted over to a wholesale model um, which has really been the, the best sort of direction for us because it's allowed us to really develop our team um, especially the creative side um, and utilize the skills that they've brought to the business. That's can I, can I sort of add on from that, if I may, because that was really interesting. Um, did you find that one way is better than the other? Yeah, I think um, everybody's aware of how retail is at the moment, so it, it does take a certain element of the risk out of it, um, and and so wholesale was, was much more of a sort of um, solid kind of uh, area to take the business into, and... Um, again for us it was it was the perfect answer of how we could utilize the creative team that we've been building up um, and also enable us to develop our production team um, so that they could uh, undertake things like getting our salsa accreditation and things like that where um, if we'd stayed small and stayed in sort of just individual retail I don't think that would have happened. So how long did it how long did this whole process take you how long did it take to create the identity of the company i think it, is, it was definitely a gradual process um we've always tried to involve all team members on our sort of strategic planning um and and get them on board um but it does take time um you know i think we started out selling to independents, um, to small retailers, um, and then over the last couple of years, we've um, been getting a lot more custom for people like uh, um, high street department stores and, and chains, um, 
both here and overseas as well. So um, it's really kind of built to where we are now, where we're getting into supermarkets as well. So it, it kind of it takes it takes a while. Um, it takes patience, uh, and for me, it's about getting all the team on board um, so that they're all invested in that vision. Um, and feel that they're going on a journey with us as, as, as directors. So Jess, now when considering the modern day market, and especially where it is at the moment, maybe you know pre this and what it's going to be like after, did you want more of a physical or a technical presence first? I think that kind of ties into us de developing the brand and developing the business as a whole. We started out at the very beginning doing everything ourselves um and um we've gradually incorporated more of a sort of technical element to our business um with bringing in more machinery more automation um more technological advances more of a digital presence so it it really has been a gradual process um and um whilst we've a gained a bigger uh, business but also gained more expertise as to how to use that sort of more modern element of technology within the business so for the creation of your actual products i mean which service provider did you contact in relation to you know the design and the manufacture of it well thank you we've always had that design element within our own business um, but in terms of the manufacture we have had a lot of advice and assistance from the East Midlands Food and Drink Forum. They've guided us through the whole salsa process um, they've given us HACCP advice and training um, and really helped us to create our food safe facility um, and develop it to, to what it is now and, and help train our staff to that level as well so been um, really really helpful i'd definitely recommend uh, businesses in our position contacting them to get that guidance so if you decided you know going back to what we were discussing earlier about having you know a, a real life store um what strategy would you have in place for that i think now we would definitely it, it just um creates a bit more of a buzz of newness and exclusivity for the customer um, and it means that you don't have to commit to long-term rent and rate um, sign-ups so um, yeah I think a, a pop-up is is a good one I mean it would be helpful for us to kind of give some customer feedback um, and have us um, get some uh, real interaction with our customers uh, our b2c customers um but i think uh, we would stick with a, a pop-up model from from now on now one thing people love to hear about jess is customers now how do you come aware what your clientele was we started out doing a lot of research so we went into stores looking at who was selling uh, confectionery what kind of ranges they had what kind of price points what sort of size and silhouette um, and that was the basis for where we started out so we were contacting those people initially um, and then we looked outside of that into places like um, urban outfitters and new look um, more fashion retailers to sort of suggest the idea that they might like to have confectionery as a pickup item to um, boost their average basket transaction maybe at a till point something like that or at seasonal times like christmas father's day that sort of thing um 
and and we've just kind of grown from there so we do a lot through linkedin um we try to build personal relationships with um each of the retail buyers so that they're always aware of what we're creating um and what we can do to kind of uh meet the need that they have um in terms of creating new ranges these days i would say it's about five percent paper 95 um electronic we don't use a huge amount of of paper advertising um i think that's generally because we're such a fast-paced business so we like to keep our customers informed of everything that we're doing in terms of design um, and creativity and innovation so um, we use our website a lot as kind of like a gallery page to show the different designs we're doing um, and we like to um, and as I say use LinkedIn to kind of um, highlight our, our good news stories um, and that sort of thing so social media in general is probably what we use the most um, and also the good old-fashioned telephone as well we, we like to talk to our customers so yeah so to sort of um, sum this up really Jess I mean this is the chance you know to pass down the knowledge to the next generations and above you know um, when it comes to marketing do you have any advice and tips on what you do when you're developing your own company? I think the first thing you need to do is look at what your uh, sort of USP is, what what makes your company special, and how you're meeting the needs of your customers, so that when you approach them, you've got that information ready, and that's what you're really highlighting to them of, of how you can help solve a problem or meet a need that they have. Um, you don't have to spend a fortune on marketing. There are so many creative ways that you can do it. Um, if you've not got the skills or the time yourself, um, you can. Um, maybe get a graduate in or someone on a placement from your local uni or college um, and don't be afraid to collaborate with other companies as well I think um, I get a bit like what you guys are doing really I think it's it's good to share um, advice and experience with um, other companies um, and I think that works really well because you can fill a skills gap um, but you can also share that innovation and creativity. Awesome so uh, would there be any events that you would recommend sort of going to and um, why? I think from uh, in our niche um, area, uh, we, we go to big trade fairs for confectionery, obviously, like ISM in Cologne in Germany. But um, I think at the moment, um, I would recommend companies to maybe join their local chamber of commerce or connect with Federation of Support Businesses, places like that that are doing a huge amount kind of boost the economy at the moment and support businesses especially small businesses um with things like networking online loads of webinars um and you can really showcase your company um but also connect with other business owners and get that support as well so i would start by going to those sorts of events as we are in the kind of covid world that we are and then as soon as you've made those connections once the world starts to get a little bit more normal then you can kind of expand that to to physical events hopefully so let's talk about obviously building the company when it comes to the workforce i mean do you have uh, what are the things that you look for when you're building your workforce I think enthusiasm has to probably be top of my list and sort of a passion for the business um, and the kind of uh, the things that we work with in terms of um, 
creativity, innovation, um, and just get an excitement about the brand. Um, and just a general level of commitment um, and enthusiasm, really, for us. Awesome. So, you know, I mean, in contrast to that, really, Jess, what is the thing when you're interviewing people is just literally just ring those alarm bells like something's wrong here? Well, we have a, a sort of inclusive recruitment approach, really, where we use um, non-traditional methods to hire people. So we go through um, local charities to offer work experience placements. Um, and, and whenever we get someone in for... Um, in terms of a new role, then we do a trial um, shift. Um, and that's a really good way to spot whether someone's gelling with the team um, and that they're a team player and can, can get on board with everything that we're trying to achieve. Um, so I'm looking really to see if there's any kind of um, uh, disagreements or any kind of um, breakdowns in terms of the team dynamic. But I think mostly these um, trial shifts work really well in terms of introducing the candidate to our business but also the um, the, the, the team to this new candidate to, to see that everything's gelling and working well awesome 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 now one of the things just that it's becoming a bit of a topic I mean, it's always been a topic sort of every year building it's the you know the rates of pay I mean, um, as a company, what is your rough rates of pay do you give to your workforce? I mean, is there more like financial incentives? Is it minimum wage to people? You know, what, what, how's your business structured that way? Well, last uh, autumn, so we're nearly coming to our one-year anniversary, we became a real living wage employer, and that's just focused around what um, the Real Living Wage Foundation suggests that you should pay so that um, people can um, live and not just survive, um, and that's worked really well for us. So the outside, um, uh, the outside of London rate is £9.30 an hour and it's just uh, I think enabled our team to really um, feel that we're invested in them um, and that we appreciate the work that they're doing and hopefully lead the way in our industry which sometimes gets a bit of a bad rap um, the kind of packing industry and um, uh, as to, to perhaps a, a low low paid kind of industry so hopefully we're um, setting the standard for what we would hopefully uh, expect other employers to be doing in, in our sector. So now Jess looking back you know looking with those nostalgia glasses all the way back from you know day one when the business started up to now can you tell me some of like the biggest issues that you've had to face and have overcome? I think hopefully many other um, small business owners would, would agree with me here that cash flow and managing that um, uh, can be a real challenge. Um, and it has been for us because we're trying to fund growth here. We're trying to um, build um, and accumulate and establish the business. But to do that, um, you know, takes takes uh, really hard work when it comes to managing the cash flow. Um we uh, the way that our business works is that we take orders, um, but to fulfil those orders, we have to buy in bulk. Uh, we have to bring it all in um, in advance um, and obviously pay for it in advance way before we're going to perhaps pack it or even um, get paid for it down the line by our customers. So a lot of that takes a lot of uh, juggling and, um, and that's probably been the biggest challenge um, 
to to our business as we've tried to grow. Well, well done to that. And in a world full of companies like yourself, what's the thing you feel that you do that really makes you stand out? What is that USP? Uh, for us, I think it's our personal approach to design where we can really uh, understand the customer, get to know what they need. Um, I think retailers are really wanting to stand out from their competitors. So we look around for the best designs, um, the best flavors. We source from all around the world. We have great connections um, in the confectionery world and the packaging world now. And we really utilize those and utilize the skills of our young, ambitious team um, to bring the customer the best possible solution for them. Excellent. Um, just absolutely brilliant. So going um, back, say, sort of we're all, we keep going around circles, but we like going. So circles are nice here because um, that's really great. But can you tell me now a story within the business? You know, what has been a really good time? When is the when is the good time? When has it been a good time in the business? I think um, it's funny, we've just asked our team members to actually help us on a blog um, to write about their best TTK moment, and it's been really uh, exciting reading everybody's feedback. I think for me, um, winning Best uh, Small Business in the East Midlands at the Chamber Awards was a, a really big high for me because it just sort of validated all the work that we put in, and it's great to get recognised by um, a kind of... A, um, a body like that um, and then also taking nine members of our team to Germany for the big ISM the um, sweets and chocolate fair which is the biggest in the world um, was a real high and we just had so much fun and um, really uh, promoted our brand and made some great connections both with suppliers new suppliers and customers so yeah I think that was that was really good and then also getting into Sainsbury's and um, establishing a presence there within their confectionery gifting um, has been a really proud moment for us, definitely. Well, congratulations on that, Jess, very much indeed. But to finish off this you know, conversation, can you t tell everybody about the scale machine that you got from us and how it has aided you in your journey and has it really been that um, really great help to your business? Yeah, the film machine has, has really helped us kind of take things up a level, really. Um, we uh, previously used a lot of temporary workers at seasonal times and um, with their best intentions, they're not as skilled as um, our regular team members. So, you know, it, it really didn't allow the production to flow as, as much as we would have liked. And so bringing these machines in has really, really helped us to increase our productivity um, and expand the scope of what we can offer our customers. Um, so, yeah, I know that the production team are really enjoying using them um, and the team at scale have, have really helped them with adapting it to our particular needs as well. So it's been a huge hit. I'm really glad to hear that. Well, Jess, that is the end. I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Have you had fun? I've had great fun, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's always nice to talk about our business, but um, love hearing about other businesses, so I'll definitely be watching the rest of the series. Oh, thank you very much, Jess. Well, everybody, that is the end of today's Meet the Business episode. I'd like to thank Jess here for joining us today. Everybody, my name's Henry. Goodbye. <laughs>